You're listening to Way Outside. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Way Outside. My name is Jake Kaufman, and I'm here today to talk about a lot of stuff that's going on in the NBA and also at the end, some NCAA stuff because, you know, March Madness is coming around. If this is your first time listening, I'm a 17-year-old from Chicago who just loves talking about basketball, baby. So, yeah, guys, I'm ready to just get into this. So, the first thing we are going to talk about today is... Um, the Houston Rockets, who are white hot as of recently. I mean, it's been absolutely crazy. They're one nine in a row. They're the third seed in the East. They're only two and a half games back of Golden State for the one seed. James Harden hasn't been scoring 40 points a game. They've been winning. Chris Paul has been playing great, even though he had a game two days ago against the Mavericks. Struggled mightily to the end, but came up with a game-saving block. Um, this team, I like it. Jeff Fizdelic is back as the defensive coordinator. Um, I've loved the pickups they've made in the middle of the season. I think that they're, they can push the Warriors seven again if everything goes right. They, cause they have the analytics thing. They shoot the threes and James Harden started to look a little bit more clutch in the playoffs. And if CP3 can make it this time without getting injured, I think it, it could go seven again. And if the Rockets can somehow grab the one seed, if the Warriors you know, keep or st- continue to struggle or just underperform or not care about the regular season, I mean, you never know. Home court advantage can be a big thing. I personally love watching the Rockets play, even though their brand of basketball isn't always the is sometimes the ugliest. It's very it's redundant. Seeing two amazing elite ball handlers playing together is amazing. I love the relationship that Chris Paul and James Harden have on the court. I think Kenneth Freed's entertaining to watch. I like watching Clint Capella. I think that the, the Rockets are going to be a very big team playoff time. I like Denver, but I just don't see Denver as a legitimate threat yet. I don't think they're, think they're too young. I don't think they have enough experience. And, yeah. So today, guys, we're going to have a lot of basketball stuff to talk about that isn't all exactly basketball. Or at least, you know, the stuff you see on the court. So... This last weekend, there was an incident with Russell Westbrook and a fan during the game when the Thunder played in Utah where a fan said stuff that Russell Westbrook did not approve to, stuff against, like, racial and stuff. The exact words are not had not been, like, clearly identified, but there's stuff that Russell Westbrook didn't like, and as a result, that fan was banned. And people ask him, and I'm trying to figure out what my opinion of it is, and it's a tough one for me because, you know... Um, I, the fans, like, if being a professional athlete does have those challenges, you have to be able to take criticism and do stuff. And if I get, there are stuff that definitely crosses the line, but also if you're playing on basketball, you have to be able to listen to that stuff. And I think banning a fan permanently for a comment like that just seems extreme in my opinion, because fans are the reason that these teams are able to make money. If they don't have people going to the games, they don't make money. People watching games is how they make money. Either there's TV, home. Otherwise, there's the NBA is not making money. Professional sports leagues are so dependent on their fans in order to make money that it's crazy. That um, 
I think there needs to be more respect. And at this has another incident, which this one I'm going to get way more heated about, which is the James Dolan coming out and saying about the incident with the fan a year ago when um they said James they asked James Dolan to sell the team and he's like went on the PR had the PR person go on and say do not be rude to the owner. I mean the same thing you you hear you fans criticize play, play, players, fans criticize coaches. Why can't a fan criticize the owner, especially if you've been running a dysfunctional franchise for almost two decades? I see. I think that's ridiculous. I think you too. I think James Dolan is is be acting like a child. I think that they he, they need they need to convince him some way to sell this team because New York's one of the most attractive markets in the entire world and. Seeing them back on top of basketball would be so good for the NBA. So I think something got to be figured out for that. And uh, yeah, that one got me a little gets me a little upset because James Dolan is there, up and like, you know, I won't, like I'm not Kevin Durant. This is why when people say Katie's going next, Kyrie's going next, with James Dolan as their owner, I don't know if they are. That's like the thing is because of how bad those he their owner is and stuff. Like, it even overweighs how good the market is. And the, and the story of playing for the Knicks. Okay. And there was also a big fight that broke out yesterday in, um... In Cleveland. Where the Raptors, somehow, even when LeBron left, they still cannot beat the Cavs. Don't ask why. I have no freaking idea. But, um... Yeah, there, there was this fight... Thing after thing, Ibaka ended up attacking, going after Marquise Chris. They got into a scrummel. After the duration of it, Ibaka has been suspended for three games. Chris for one. Fighting, I don't really know. I feel like, you know, I like fights in the NBA. I don't, I feel like these, especially these, like, I feel like they're getting suspended too easily for too many games. It wasn't like a giant super, no one got, like, really hurt or anything. And, you know, it's, it's fun seeing this stuff. Like, because emotions are a big part of sports, you know. Emotions are a big part of the game in any sport. And, um... I think it's very important to, to take that into account because we don't want to want to see stone faced people after they do incredible things because then they it's just like they're you want to see them surprised about all the stuff that they did you know that makes them feel like wow, that was cool that I did that like that's why I love seeing players that are fired up after they dunk, or even about hustle plays you know that just because it makes you can feel the energy you know, and that's part of the thing I love basketball for I love the energy I love the community of it, and yeah. And guys, I could make a twenty minutes long segment on just this next thing. So, um, if you if you if you're not a close NBA fan, if you are a close NBA fan, you might know about and- someone named Andre Ingram, who was a career G Leaguer, played there for over ten years. Last year was called up to make his NBA debut, played the last two games, and in his NBA debut against the Rockets, scored nineteen points. Uh, I was thinking like you know obviously that they did that as like a nice thing but honestly he played well enough to probably get a 10-day contract at least some point in the season so it's kind of crazy and I expected more to happen but um you know he never did but they got called up with the Lakers you know becoming the dysfunctional mess piece of shit they are right now um they're letting them play for they're giving them a 10-day contract and I'm really excited to see it because you know I think it just shows power to people's like if you work you do get your chance eventually and like if you I don't know if you guys know about how big the money differential is in the G League versus the NBA it's crazy like, I think something I saw is that he makes more on that 10-day... He makes more um, on that 10-day NBA contract than he does his entire G League salary year. And it's just a testament to how hard he's worked and how persistent he is to still do that. And I'm, I'm actually watching the Bulls-Lakers game right now. I'm excited to see if when he gets put in. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's an incredible thing. I just love it. I mean, the Lakers in the offseason have to figure out what they're doing. Yes, they have a serious problem, but for I think it's something, you know, that can just give a little bit of light because, you know, I think uh, there's some expectations on the Lakers for too high. Like, having them go into the Western Conference Finals, I always thought that was a stretch because, yes, you have LeBron, but still you have a bunch of young players that haven't even played in playoff games. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a nice way to, you know, end out the season in L.A. because it's just a great moment. Okay, guys, so we're getting back into some what we did two episodes ago with the weird rules. So I got three really interesting rules for you guys today. Um, and the first one I want to talk about is that I don't know if most people don't know this, but there's actually a certain amount of time you have that you're only a certain amount of time you're allowed to have to allow before you shoot a free throw. You're only allowed to have 10 seconds. And that might seem like a lot, but if you ever try doing that, just like count 10 seconds in your head, it's really not that long. And there's some people that have very, like, dramatic and very extensive free throw routines, like Dwight Howard, who this rule is actually affected, in all, really, substantially, um, and I was going to tell a story about this. So Dwight Howard, um, I do not remember the year of this, but Dwight Howard at one point, whenever he was, he was, playing, for the, he was playing for the Magic, um, did it multiple times in a season... So then the other teams would start, like, F messing with him. Like, they would count out the numbers out loud to, like, mess with him and get in his head or count, like, numbers on their fingers. And at one point, he got called for it at a time, and he just got so mad that he they threw the ball across, and he got a technical, and he had had um, 16 technicals, and that was his 17th, so he got suspended for a game. So because he, cause he takes too long, if you go, I mean, it's obviously not directly, but, you know, it ended up leading to him getting suspended. And I don't know, it's just funny that... Dwight Howard, you know he's Superman. Free throws are literally his kryptonite. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was something I just thought was a funny story. I think that um, the other rule I was going to talk about is, is actually something from the original um, James Naismith basketball rules, which is kind of funny because it kind of... Um, t- so about how soft NBA refs are today. And a lot of times you'll think that they were playing with the old rule book because... Um, they would call fouls for any contact, any attempt to steal the ball, anything was called a foul. And there was no free throws originally. However, this is how it worked. Is if your team had three fouls before the other team committed one, the other team would get a point. Think about if that was the way today. That would be pretty crazy. I mean, like teams would be scoring just because the referees were dumb and the referees were calling some soft BS stuff. But I think it'd be kind of funny because people would be like, wait, they didn't, literally didn't do anything except get fouled, because, you know, free throws, you're saying, oh, you, you didn't do anything, you actually have to have, still put the free throw in. If you're just doing by getting fouled, you're literally doing nothing, but, um, yeah, I think that's the people that say that free throws are bad for the game, I think that original thing, just a little bit worse. Okay, so we're going to get into some drama with the Golden State Warriors, and why I don't think this is the big deal. So, in their last game, you could Steve Kerr, when they lost to the Suns, Steve, you can see Steve Kerr, there was a very famous thing about Steve Kerr saying something about Draymond, and a lot of people try to say is I'm tired of, a lot of people interpret it as I'm tired of Draymond's bleep, but I think when you listen to what Steve Kerr says and he's not get out, it does make sense to me. I think because Steve Kerr does not get enough credit for how good of a coach he is. Yes, it's not always easy to coach talent, like a very talented team. Ask Brad Stevens, the Celtics are underperforming. Coaching a team with so much talent has its struggles because you have to figure out how to balance everything. And I think that... He's saying he was tired of Draymond's approach. I believe it. I think that, you know, it's a long season. The Warriors don't care about the regular season. They've, they've admitted it to the public, to the fans, the media, everyone. They don't. And um, so, I'm not really worried. I think 
I still think they're going to win the finals as much as I don't want to. And I want to see, like, Houston or another team come out of the West. But, you know, they have, they have they start five All-Stars now. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. But, um, yeah. And here's a topic I wanted to get to, which is one, in my opinion, the most underrated thing. I, mean, I feel like a lot of people talk about it, but I don't think people emphasize how crazy it is, is that of who coach of the year is. I've heard a lot of people say Mike Budenholzer because, you know, oh, the Bucks. no one expected him. For me, it is no doubt has to be Nate McMillan of the Indiana Pacers. When as soon as Victor Oladipo come down, yes, we thought they'd still be a playoff team, but they have for most of this time been fourth in the East, especially when the East is better. When the top four teams in the East are theoretically Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Toronto, those are four very, very good teams. And um, I think that's something that's crazy to think about is that, yeah, like, you know, when Victor, yes, they're still a talented team, but they're playing and competing and beating teams that they should not be without an all-star on their team. And it's been crazy to watch. I think Nate McMillan was a, did a great job last year, and it's an honestly, just it's just amazing to see. Do I think that a, a come around playoff time? I do not think that they, will, they, are as, they are a threat, though, because, you know, playoff, you need more star. You need at least a star. I do, however, think this is very. This brings a lot of future promise for the Patriots next year when Victor Oladipo returns. And that makes the East so much more exciting to watch because the East, when the past, I mean, past eight years was just been LeBron in the finals. You know, it's annoying unless you're like a giant LeBron fan. If you're like any other team in the East, you haven't seen them, so it's like it's exciting now because you get to see there's a lot of teams. You're not, you're not positive for sure. Everyone thought it would be Boston coming to this season. But now there is legitimately four teams that can contend for this coming out of this, and I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I think the Eastern Conference playoffs might be more entertaining than the Western Conference playoffs for the first time in four or five years, and I think it's really, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, speaking of playoffs and stuff, we got March Madness is coming around the corner. Guys, it starts next week is when the official tournament starts. So, like I said before, I have a bracket. Um, I made a way out Jake Kaufman way outside tournament challenge bracket. I will put the link for it in the description of this of the podcast, and I'm very excited, guys. Anyone can join. Um, it, the winner will get a shout out of some kind. I will talk to them after and figure out what kind of shout out they want. I think it's gonna be, I think it's really fun. Just you know, even if you don't like basketball, if some people that podcast that listen to this don't even aren't even huge basketball fans, so um. I think that, you know, it's fun for anyone to do any questions about it. You can just email me, like I put my email here, or if you know you're closer with me, you can text, call me, all that stuff. Yeah, but I think that's it for this episode, guys. So um, thanks for listening. Make sure to, if you, this is your first list episode, like and follow this, follow me here. I post episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And um, I'm Jay Kaufman. You've been listening to Way Outside.